Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> We weren't really operating like capitalists more towards race or so it's like we're all like communist ideologically. Uh, it does not make sense, like because we're actually sensitive in the right, not the left. So everyone on the right wing will be like, bro, it's okay to say, just gotta tolerate it. Uh, the left will be like, no, I'm not gonna tolerate it. I need a censor. Or else I'm not gonna be in the So it does stuff right. I don't know if the two parties can truly coexist on one platform. What do your colleagues say about it? Like, they hate it. Oh my god, I'm at least like okay with it, but some of my colleagues are like super left, 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 left. What do they say? They're, they're like, this will be my last day if it happens. Has much changed since like Elon's coming out? A lot of change. A lot has changed. We're all like worried for our jobs. Why are you guys so worried about You know how jobs are taking the like, I, know, I, still think I think it's just like the environment, like you, you're there and you become like this. We did all we can to like revolt against it. A lot of employees revolted against it. But at the end of the day, board of directors have a say and then they acted on their best interest because they didn't want to get sued. I basically went and worked like four hours a week last quarter. That's just how it works mm -hmm. for our company. Yeah. How would you describe communism besides Twitter? Essentially, like, everyone gets to do whatever they want. Like, no one really cares about, like, OPEX, uh, like, capitalism. They don't care about numbers. They care about, like, how to make a business more efficient. But in Twitter, it's like, mental health is everything. Like, if you're not feeling it, you can take a few days off. People will take a month off, they'll come back, but you always like, like do your best at any time. And that's culture, and you know, we'll run the business as much as possible. Capitalists would be like, you know, you got to be pretty stupid. Project Veritas is such a, a powerful tool used to expose truth and used to expose all these different companies, politicians, people on the inside and show what they're really up to. And it just to provide you with insight and truth as opposed to what you're seeing in mainstream media. But it, it's amazing to me that these people know how uh, effective Project Veritas is, but yet they all have diarrhea of the mouth. They all just get, they just talk to anybody. You know, me, I'm the type of person that I'm cautious. If you're asking me questions like that and I don't know you that well or you've only been with us for a short time, I would wonder in my mind, why are you asking me these questions? And I would either give you very, very generic answers or I would just change the subject and wouldn't answer them at all. So I certainly wouldn't be on a video like a lot of these people are, but these people have diarrhea of the mouth. They're more than happy to talk about all the tomfoolery that goes on in whatever organization they're with or politician or whatnot. Twitter has just been completely exposed. I would love to work at a company. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I'm okay. First of all, I enjoy working. I specifically enjoy working outside. I'm not an inside guy. I don't like being in an office space consistently. I like to be outside in the weather, in the elements. That's where I'm most comfortable and that's what I like to do. Everybody is different, so that's not a, you know, that's not a, a cheap shot at anybody that enjoys being in an office setting, but that's just my preference. And one thing I don't do is I don't try to take too many days off. I generally plan my vacations. I take them here and there. I'm not saying I never miss work, but I like to work. I like to be productive. I like to be out in front of things. So that way, you know, if any problems arise, it's easy for me to take care of because I'm ahead of the game. Hearing what he just said, that some people only work four days in a month or take months off at a time because of mental health, and they're just abusing their positions at Twitter, I mean, who wouldn't love to just sit home all day and collect a paycheck? Sounds very socialist, which makes perfect sense why he says they're very communistic there. A big, big surprise. He wanted to detach himself a little bit from the situation and say that his other uh, associates there are very left, 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 left. Unlike him, he may be more centered left. I don't know. He was saying it looked pretty enjoyable that he gets to take his time off and do what he wants to do. And he definitely has a negative opinion of capitalism because, like I said, capitalists would be here and it's all about production and making money, which that's what companies do. And I'm sorry if that bothers you, but the only way you get paid is how is through companies making money, that they're paying attention to their bottom lines, that they are worried about profits. They are worried about what, uh, what they're doing to make sure that not only do you get a paycheck, but that they can keep building and enriching the company. So that way, ultimately, it employs more people. I mean, more people have better livelihoods because of it. I don't understand why capitalism is such a negative to these people. That, you know, why don't they do a little bit of research and go look up how well things run in socialist countries? And I think they'll get a, a good understanding of you're probably on the wrong side of things, or maybe they won't. Maybe they're just sick individuals. But the Twitter war continues. Elon Musk, <laughs> he, he seems to be getting more and more out of control all the time. It's funny and entertaining to watch. Uh, and I would just like to re uh, reiterate my point that as much as I love him as as far as free speech goes, believe me, me and him would not see eye to eye on most things because he is very centered, probably more left-leaning, but he's an advocate for freedom and free speech. He's somebody that I, I'm sure, could sit down and have a very nice conversation with because he's very reasonable and calm and we can debate things, and it would be good. So I do like him, uh, his style. I can't say I like him as a person because I don't know him as a person, but uh, I do like his style. But he has been pretty entertaining to watch, i got to be honest with you. If you're on Twitter or, <laughs> or if you're getting any other types of feeds where people are taking snapshots of his tweets, uh, he's getting a little bit loose, man. He's turned into a loose cannon, which is kind of funny. Uh, he issued a warning to liberal politicians running in California who fostered an unfriendly business environment and allowed chaos on the streets. Uh, and he took to Twitter and, over the weekend and wrote, uh, the Golden State is cooking its golden geese. So tasty at first, but then no more golden eggs. <laughs> he also shared a story from Matt uh, Tybee, or Tybee, or, yeah, okay. Do we need to go over my whole name thing? Um, 
Uh, data reports about how Democrats rule over policies have driven California to the ground. I mean, that's kind of obvious. They've been democratically run for probably half a century, about the last 50 years. Uh, granted that Arnold Schwarzenegger got in there at some point, but um, really take a look at Schwarzenegger. Is he truly a conservative or is he a centered left leaning? And he was probably better than the alternative at the time. So he got in there. They haven't truly been run dominated by a conservative uh, legislature, governor, mayors, everything in 50 years. Therefore, what do you have? You have maps in California that when you get there, they'll tell you what streets to go to and which ones not to go to to avoid human feces on the street. Great. Trash everywhere, homeless. Uh, I mean, it is a mess. Drug problems, illegal immigrants pouring in. It's a shame to see uh, what once was the big town. You know, if you, I'm a big old movie buff. Me and my wife love them. She's the one that introduced me to them when I was a lot younger. We were in our uh, late teens, and since then, I love classic movies, all different kinds. I have favorite actors, and to see how they lived back then, and I've actually been out and visited L.A., and I've been to Hollywood, and i got to say, what a disappointment when you go there, first of all, and beyond that, it was just sad to see. You could tell how beautiful it once was, and now it's just... uh, it's all trash. You know, there's not much left there that's appealing. I don't even know why people stay in that state because it's not getting any better. Their policies, they just double and triple and quadruple down on all their failed policies, and it just continues to decline. I mean, that state's, you know, look, let's put it this way. It's so bad that Nancy Pelosi, who I played you the audio clip yesterday of her uh, taking a cheap shot at Trump, Nancy Pelosi was considering, although she didn't, she was considering buying a home here close to Trump as a supposed vacation home. Gee, I wonder why. Because she knows her state's crap and this is the freest state in the nation. And if you don't think that they want that freedom, if you don't think it bothers them to see what's on their streets, but that's what they have to do to retain control. You know, it's... It's amazing. I, I'm, I'm getting a little sides, a little sideways here. I'll go back to Elon Musk in a minute because he had a couple other funny comments. But interestingly enough, uh, I was listening to Brian Mudd this morning, and, and uh, he's a statistical genius. And he was going over statistics of the state of Florida and uh, breaking it down for Joe Biden's approval rating. And Joe Biden's approval rating in the state of Florida, overall it's 39% across the states. Uh, in the state of Florida, it's 34%. And when he went through who are the approving uh, people of Joe Biden versus who are the unapproving people, minus Democrats and African Americans, every other group, age group, demographic group, every other sex, male or female, everybody else has a poor opinion of Joe Biden except for the communities that he hurts the most. It's amazing how well they have designed this to fool these people to believe that they have their best interests at heart and they have succeeded. You know, uh, Nancy Pelosi or the uh, the host was asking her, you know, oh, oh, the, um, they were saying her, excuse me, that the uh, Republicans were playing the long game to get rid of Roe versus Wade uh, yesterday in the same audio clip. And she said that they've been playing the long game too. You're right. They have been playing the long game. This has been a long game for them 
They still have black people under their boot, as they always have. The Democratic Party's the creator of the KKK. The Democrats are the racists. No matter what they want to tell you or how much they want to act like they're inclusive, they are the racists because all of their policies do nothing to help you. They only hurt you. Going back to Elon Musk, something else that Elon Musk said, and we've all been wondering... Who is truly running the country? You know, there's all kinds of speculations and guessing, uh, and you could take a good look at his cabinet and you get a rough idea of some of the Obama appointees that are more more than likely making the decision and Joe's just there to sign paper. Um, Elon Musk. <laughs> In a interview, Elon Musk rips Joe Biden and says that the real president of the United States is none other than, are you ready? Who is controlling the teleprompter? <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> you gotta love it though. Man. I mean, that's good comedy. <laughs> yeah, because what the sad thing is, is if that guy's in charge, man, that guy's gotta be frustrated because half the time Joe can't even read the teleprompter right. So. What a beautiful thing, but I thought that that was a uh, exceedingly funny tweet that I watched, or a comment that he made when I, that I saw the other day, and I thought I'd bring it to you to give you a little bit of joy. So if you're ever wondering who's running the country right now, yeah, that would be the guy behind the teleprompter, according to Elon Musk. All right, Ukraine. I just said yesterday, thank Rand Paul for blocking the $40 billion. Well, they worked late, and it looks like it's going through. So what is in the $40 billion? Remember, we had a conversation where they were sneaking immigration into it. Now it's a little bit better laid out. $20 billion for the Department of Defense. $1.8 billion for the U.S. Uh, of U.S. military equipment for Ukraine. $414 million for research, development, testing, and evaluation related to the Ukraine war. $15 million for U.S. troops to pay related... <laughs> To pay related to the war and 13.9 million uh, for defense health programs. Roughly 20 billion was for Ukraine, the State Department, international organizations, and other agencies, including, I mean, wait, keep in mind how bad inflation is when we're going through all this. And you can get a rough idea of why all of us are so against this, why conservatives, like, we've helped you as much as we could possibly help you. Um, Stand on your own two feet. You know, we're sorry for what's happening to you, but ultimately, if you're overtaken, you know, uh, short of us deploying all of our troops over there and fully immersing ourselves in that war, which would create a World War III, we've done what we can do. Uh, $8.77 billion in economic assistance for Ukraine, $4.35 billion in humanitarian aid for Ukraine, $4 billion for foreign military financing programs run by the State Department, $900 900 million for the administration of children and families for refugees in in uh, in entrant uh, assistance 500 million for the European Bank for reconstruction and development 400 million for the international narcotics control and law enforcement to combat human trafficking and collect evidence of war crimes 350 million for the state department's migration and refugee assistance 190 million for the state department's uh, diplomatic programs, $150 million for the Global Agriculture and Food Securities Program, $110 million for the State Department for Embassy Securities Construction and Maintenance, $100 million for the State Departments for Non-Prolification, Anti-Terrorism, Demining, 
and related uh, programs. $67 million for the Justice Department, $54 million for the Center for Disease Control and Prevention to carry out public health and disease detection related to Ukraine. God, these guys are so bad. $17 million for the United States Agency for International Development, $10 million for the State's Department's Capital Investment Fund, $4 million for the State's Department Office of Inspector General, $2 million for the salaries and expenses to provide regulatory and technical support, and $1 million for uh, USAIDS Office of Inspector General. <laughs> Where to begin? <laughs> how much of this is actually for Ukraine versus how much of this is for the United States? Explain to me why we're giving an additional $54 million to the failed CDC that is no more than a political weapon now. They don't do anything besides that to carry out public health and disease detection related to Ukraine. What public health and disease in the United States? What? I mean, somebody please explain. How about, you know, okay, why are we giving so much money to the State Department? State Department, State Department, State Department, 100 million, 110 million, 190 million, 150 million, 500 million, 400. Why? Why are we paying 500 million to the European Bank for reconstruction? What do they got to do with us? You know, it would be nice for politicians every once in a blue moon, you know, it would be nice that they take care of us first and understanding that, okay, we've helped as much as we can, but we are facing our own challenges here in the United States. You know, a couple weeks ago, the report came out that we were two, ten- two tenths of uh, down on inflation. And uh, everybody, including myself, said, well, maybe that's going to level out. Well, that was short-lived because the following day, or if it wasn't the next day, it was the day after that, it was two days later, gas prices spiked again. And they've been, they've been going up ever since. So chances are when the inflation numbers come in for this month that is coming, that they're going to be at somewhere around 8.7, maybe 9%. So inflation continues to rise. We are spending $40 billion more while inflation is on the rise, while energy costs are on the rise and fuel costs are on the rise. Why? We're hurting ourselves. Hell, we can't even, you want to talk about aid You want to talk about doing something that matters? How about we get with the companies that are struggling to get baby formula out so we can feed the babies in the United States first, and then if we have an overflow, we can help everybody else out. But why don't we take care of everybody here at home first? No. See, this is not the Democratic way. Democrats spend, spend, spend. They love big government. They love spending money. They're okay with running deficits. They're okay with being in debt. As a matter of fact, that's what they look to do. They want to create the debt. They want to create as many government programs as they possibly can. They have no issues with this. This is how they run a country. This is how any socialist country runs when you are the way they are currently, you know, uh, the Democrats have gone completely insane. The Democratic Party is not what the Democratic Party was 20 years or 30 years, or hell, even 10 years ago. It was bad 10 years ago, but think about 10 years ago how politics were versus now. Were they a little bit touchy? Oh yeah, sure, because they're always touchy. But were we in the fight for survival like we are right now? Obama was cramming a lot of crap down our throats. That's when we began to feel it. 
pre-Obama, you had George Bush. I think a lot of people weren't paying attention. Hell, I think at the end of George Bush's term, that was probably the most racially unified we ever were as a country because Obama was voted in overwhelmingly and you need support of white people to do so. And I think that everybody was in a good place where we're like, yeah, 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 oh, it's good. It's time to have a black president. I can't say I voted for him because I didn't vote for him. Now, it has nothing to do with him being black. It had everything to do with... <laughs> Look what he did to the country. Uh, very similar to look what the sleepy idiot in the White House is doing to the country right now. That was my vote. Uh, had it been back then, like a Ben Carson and he was on the ticket, oh yeah, I'd have voted for him. I like Ben Carson. A little, he's, he's peaceful, calm. Do I think he can handle the job? I, <laughs> I'd like to see that guy get testy, personally. But would I voted for him? Yeah, because it has nothing to do with his color. I liked him as a candidate, so I would have went for it. Uh, unfortunately... Right now, the Democrats are not that party anymore. They're not the party that wants the best candidate. They care about this country. They're the party of mass spending, big government, socialist ideas. And, you know, believe it or not, more Americans believe in it than we think. Um, it's not a huge amount, but even 20% of people that agree with that ideology is 20% too many. I mean, that to me, that's 20% of people that are either completely insane or they are uneducated and they have no idea what they are uh, supporting. They don't understand what's about to happen if that was to happen. And that needs to uh, stop. But the Ukraine bill, I'm getting a little off the topic here. I just keep going in different directions. But the Ukraine bill, it would be nice if they would take care of us first. They don't. This, again, is more wasteful spending, which is only going to have a devastating impact on inflation. So prices will continue to rise. We're all feeling the pain, and it's not going to get any better until leadership changes. Uh, Joe Biden, you know, he did say this was his number one priority to tackle inflation. Well, if that was true, he would veto this and say, no, nah, we're not sending anymore. We've done all we can do. That's it. We're, you know, we need to focus on here at home. Our people here, our inflation here. We need to we need to start really producing some more uh, energy here. We got to get all of our fossil fuels running full steam because everybody's hurting. Uh, national average for a gallon of gas is creeping on 450, or maybe it was 450. I didn't see the numbers today. Uh, I know here in the state of Florida, our national average uh, for a gallon of gas is 449. That's, I mean, our, our average is 449. Here in Palm Beach County, our average is 462 for regular gas. Well, unfortunately, even with the gas prices like that, they're going to pass this through, and we're going to continue to uh, have to bite the bullet on that and do the best we can, be as financially as responsible as you possibly can right now. Cut costs any way you can. To help you out, like for example, and I was definitely guilty of this for a long time. If you're one of those people that have to have your Dunkin' Donuts in the morning or your Starbucks in the morning, you will be amazed that even if you just buy their product, which is more expensive on the shelf itself, if you just, you like Dunkin' Donuts coffee, go buy a bag of coffee at your local grocery store. You would be amazed <laughs> how much money you save in a month by brewing it yourself at the house. 
If you go through a bag of coffee a week and you like Dunkin' Donuts, it's about eight bucks a bag. If you like your creamer in it, three bucks for your creamer and a bag of sugar is a couple bucks. So all in, you're like 13 to $15, say, depending on where you live. How many cups of coffee do you buy at Dunkin' Donuts for 15 bucks? Well, that gets you about five days. You're running about, what, $2 and change for a medium coffee anymore. So it's five bucks every couple of days. So you get five, six days out of it. Whereas that bag of coffee for the $15 that you're spending doing that is going to probably last you closer to two weeks, especially if you're just brewing for yourself. It's going to last you two weeks. So you're cutting your cost. It sounds silly, but believe me, it all adds up in the end. If you just brew it at home yourself, it's a lot cheaper than going out and it. Now's the time where you got to be more responsible with what you're spending. And if it's silly stuff like that, it would be best for you to cut those little things out of your life, learn to live without them. And that way that extra money can go towards things that are more important, like, I don't know, putting food on the table or maybe putting those couple extra gallons of gas in your car because you know, you're hurting and you need uh, a little bit of gas there. It would be a little wiser of you. Just a helpful hint. It'll be a little wiser to do things that way. All right, Wednesday, hump day. It's done. If you'd like to follow me, Twitter at LJCONSERCRN. Parlor, I'm at the real little Joe. Truth, I'm at the real little Joe. Jesus, where am I? Oh, Facebook. Facebook, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Rumble, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. And YouTube, Little Joe's CC. And if you'd like to contact me, go to littlejoecc.com. Go to the contact section and uh, leave me a message. Otherwise, have a lovely day. Hey, at least it's halfway done.